It's time for the technological world in Blaine Kylo. Welcome back to the program. It is almost time. I don't know if you uh, you heard the story that we were doing earlier, Blaine. It was about a dad who did dad tax on chocolate milk, found out the chocolate milk was bad, and they had to report it like it was not even chocolate milk in the container. But it was the dad tax that saved the day. So at Christmas time, does the in the Kylo house is there a dad tax on anything? No, it's all about the kids, man. I long ago realized that the most fun i'm having the most fun with christmas now than when i was a kid christmas has got really boring for a long time they didn't get fun again until the kids arrived that's true you're still allowed to take a dad tax at least do it so i feel better <laughs> <laughs> like with chocolates and cookies and all those things like when the kids are like dad can i have a cookie like absolutely uh, dad tax share and then you get a bite, you know, you take a bite of it. It's like turtles. You get to have half the turtle or something like that. You're after eights. You got to bring me an after eight if you're having the mint chocolate. I mean, those things matter, man. Um, skiing in the forecast for you guys here, Blainer and the Kylo family. I know you guys are big fans of hitting the slopes. Yeah. Uh, my son and I were up this morning up Cyprus, had uh, had a nice little time up there. It's, it's weird on the hills because they've reduced the numbers of people on the hill. But because they can't cram the chairlifts with as many people as possible, you get a real big crowd at the lift line because you can only, sometimes you're only sending one or two people up, even on a quad or a six person chairlift, um, because you can't get close to people that aren't in your household. Right. Which seems kind of counterintuitive with the fact that everyone's standing in a line and stand close together. Uh, so yeah, we can keep I, you apart, I mean, right? you've got your skis, right? So you're at least two ski lengths apart from people mostly. And everybody's wearing masks and it's pretty well behaved and pretty good. And when you're actually on the, on the slope, there's not as many people because there's fewer people on the mountain. Hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll take the next, about. the next week. Nobody skis the week between Christmas and New Year's because that's when everybody else in the world decides they want to ski. So we're going to be doing other things. We'll do hikes and climbing and stuff instead. Nice. We'll get back Love to skiing it. in January. Technological world with Blaine Kylo chess. One of the biggest gifts of this Christmas. Thanks to Queens Gambit. It's also in your list today. Yeah, I thought this was really cool. Um, there's lots of chess. I mean, chess is a two-player game, but you don't have to play against another live person. Uh, and lots of chess happens online these days. It's, you know, it, it was happening online a lot even before the pandemic because you can play people anywhere in the world at any time when you're online. And chess.com is a place where a lot of this stuff happens. There's the, the, the kind of analysis that happened that you saw happening in the Queen's Gambit Netflix show happens at chess.com. They analyze games. Um, they, they talk about different players, but you can also play chess at chess.com. And one of the things that they've done is you can play against Beth Harmon, the protagonist from the show and the Walter Tevis book that the series was based on. So they've actually come up with a computer based opponent that plays the way Beth is supposed to have played in the fictional show Queen's Gambit. 
So if you think that you're good, maybe you can beat eight-year-old Beth. If you think that you're really good, you might be able to beat the 22-year-old who ultimately wins the beats the Russians and wins the championship at the end of the series. So, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> so there are seven different versions of Beth that you can play at chess.com. And there's all kinds of other things that you can do at chess.com, too, if you're interested. You can learn how to play. There's some really interesting um, scenarios that they've got set up to teach you different moves and different openings and things like that. And you can get progressively more difficult opponents as you learn the game in the same way that Beth did. Very cool. Uh, searching on Google, uh, one of those lovely things that when you do it on your phone, the ads start to pop up on your Facebook, on your Instagram, you know, such as technology today. But what are people searching for? Because that's usually how I find out how, what my kids want for Christmas, because whatever they're Googling shows up on my my feed. That's what I know what they're asking for. Yeah, you know, we get to the end of the year and it it's always interesting to look back at the year that's just happened. And I really like Google search trends lists that they release. Um, because of that, it sort of makes you cast back and not a lot of surprises this year. Um, the U.S. election and coronavirus were among the highest searches um, within the Canadian news uh, topic area. It was coronavirus and the Canada emergency response benefit. Again, no surprise there um, that people were searching for the CERB. Um, a couple of things that I thought were interesting, the number one question um, that people were asking when they asked why something, the number one thing in Canada was, why are people buying toilet paper? And I can imagine um, in March when there was that run on paper products uh, that there were lots of people who were trying to figure out exactly why people were buying it like that. Um, and the number one what question was, what is coronavirus? I think there might be still some people who don't understand what coronavirus is. The second most popular what question, what does WAP mean? Ah, Which tells me that coming. there's a lot of olds who are searching things on Google this year. Yeah, boomers. The boomers are looking for WAP. And uh, there was all, I did notice that it was on the list of lyrics, too. It was number one on the list of lyrics that was searched. Everybody wants to know. Yeah, we'll let and, them find um, it out for themselves. And by the way, if you're curious, I suggest you don't do it at work. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> advice. Uh, Ford, there's been a lot of talk of cars. I think 2021 is going to be a year of a lot of car talk. Ford was talking about their year in 2020 and what's next. Yeah, this is another thing that that happens annually. Ford's been doing this sort of futurist report for about nine years now. Um, and it's based on interviews. So they actually conducted 13,000 interviews in October and November with people from more than 14 different countries. And they conduct these interviews. And it's around Ford-based topics, right? I mean, it's a car company after all. So they're asking questions and trying to get a sense of what the world is like in their realm, which is transportation. Um, and so they've got some insights and into what people are thinking about the world uh, against seven different themes, you know, so pressure points, um, how are people going to escape from their day? Um, how are people um, getting together in ways that 
you know, we weren't able to get together before and we have to do differently these days. Um, one of the most interesting topics for me, though, was about personal transportation, because it's not surprising to me that about half of all people who were surveyed say that they're less likely to use public and mass forms of transportation because of COVID-19. You know, it's no surprise that there are people who are saying, I'm not going to go on a bus. I'm not taking airplanes because those are places where it's really difficult to keep your space from people. And it can be places where pandemics can spread. But at the same time, 60% of people said that they're going to need fewer vehicles for their household. And so I was trying to square that circle. If people aren't going to take mass transportation, but they need fewer vehicles, it's not like everybody's going to run out and buy a bicycle. I think that what's happening is people have an expectation that this work from home and remote work environment that we've had for the past nine months is going to continue. And so you're going to be able to get away without using mass transportation, but you're also not going to need more vehicles because you're not having to commute every day. I, I, it's going to be a while before that becomes like a reality when it comes to the work from home thing. I can't, I don't know which way it's going to go. If you look at businesses and how much cost per foot businesses are paying for in general and now they've been able to make this stuff work i can't help but wonder if maybe they're right blaine like maybe maybe this whole blended work week i'm in the office on monday wednesday friday as long as my productivity expectations are maintained like all those kinds of things i I can't help but think that you know it's possible that a lot of these jobs will stay home yeah, and I think it really depends on the industry. I think it depends on the company. Um, there are, I, I still hear lots of people talk about how their bosses want them in the office just so that it looks like they're working. Um, and I think that just means that there are a lot of bosses who don't realize how little work can happen in an office just because I'm sitting there doesn't mean I'm actually doing anything. Um, but working from home isn't for everybody either. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, is sometimes difficult to balance out the needs of your household and the needs of the business, your your work life, it's not easy to juggle those things in the same space all the time. No, it's not. And I do find the days get really long uh, being at home, that's for sure. Um, Blaine Kylo and our technological world, I did get Squadrons. I have not played nice. it yet. Um, it will be played tomorrow as we uh, do a little time with the kids and sit down together on the Christmas Eve. Can't wait to do that. That is thanks to you, sir. I tip my hat. I look forward to it. What about some other games over the holidays, uh, family-driven? Yeah, there's a couple that I really like. Among Us is one. Um, it was newly released on Nintendo Switch console last week. You can also play it on Windows and also on your mobile devices, and you can play across platforms. Among Us is a multiplayer game, um, and you can play with a select group of people. This is one of the things that makes this game really good, because if you want to just play with your five or six friends... You just all enter in the same code and you can play within your own little group. And the whole idea here is it's, you remember the movie, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, where there's an alien that has taken over one of the humans and you don't know which one it is. That's among us. You've got these quirky, weird little creatures running around on the spaceship and you're trying to maintain the spaceship and keep it operating. But one of those 
players is an imposter and they're trying to disrupt the ship they're trying to murder the crew and the rest of the crew then have to try and figure out which one of the characters on the screen is actually the imposter and they win if they're able to identify the imposter and shoot them out the airlock it is a riot to play especially when you're playing with a group of friends the other one is Fall Guys, which is on the PlayStation platform, PS4, PS5, and Windows. This is just a great big obstacle course race with 60 players. And it's not the kind of thing that you're going to be able to play multiplayer together, but it's a really great party game because you can each take turns playing one of the obstacle races and having a gas laughing at how awkward and inept people are in trying to finish these obstacle course races. It's lighthearted, it's goofy, it's fun, and it's a really good game to play. Some great suggestions there in regards to games. I look forward to it. And don't forget, uh, technologically, that's amazing. Um, sitting down and uh, connecting with the kids. I look forward to that part on the video games because, you know, uh, as the kids say, come on, boomer, let's go. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, just don't be afraid of it. Sit down, be terrible and enjoy it. Um, it's just good time to be connected. So I know that video games, like they're not everybody has them, but if you have a chance to sit down with the kids and do it, um, because maybe you don't play, but your kids do. Um, I do recommend it. Blaine Kylo, I'd like to thank you for a fantastic year of uh, technological world. I wish the best to you and your your family over the Christmas holidays. Merry Christmas, sir. Thanks, Shane. To you too. And there's lots of fun stuff coming in January. <laughs>